The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Major Spoilers podcast covers news, reviews, and of course, spoilers, and goes into details about the topics discussed. So if you haven't read, listened, or watched the items we talk about, you might want to come back later. Welcome to yet another installment of the Major Spoilers Podcast. I am Steven Schleicher. As we wrap up our celebration of the Major Spoilers third anniversary, I hope everyone enjoyed this past week of shows. Certainly, we've enjoyed putting them on for you. Uh, we'll be talking more about Dungeons & Dragons in the future. Hopefully, you've enjoyed another look at the upcoming San Diego Comic-Con, uh, which was in the last issue. And today, oh boy, I know some of you are going to be really wanting to listen to this episode. We've teased it on the site, we've teased her on the site, and we've been talking about her for, oh more. people have been talking about her on Twitter, people have been talking about her on the website. Major Spoilers has a new addition in the form of Victoria. Victoria is here on the show today. Victoria, welcome to the Major Spoilers podcast. Thank you, thank you for having me. So, what we want to do today, and don't worry people. Victoria will be back on the show more than one time, I guarantee you this. But I thought that, you know, Major Spoilers has been really kind of male-centric for the longest time. And uh, when Victoria contacted me and, and showed some interest in, in writing for the site and becoming part of the Major Spoilers experience, I thought, man, this would be a great time to let audiences know and get a, and a, get a woman's perspective on comics. So let's, Victoria, start to get to know you a little bit. Uh, you know, you don't have to give specific cities, but because uh, I know people are like, oh, is she in Canada? Is she in Florida? Where is she at? Where, <laughs> where, where are you located? I'm located in Pennsylvania. Ah, okay. So you're very close to a lot of the East Coast conventions like uh, Wizard World Philly that happened a couple of weeks ago to the New York Comic Con, the Big Apple Con, all of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm, right. And uh, and we're we're trying to not to give too much information away about Victoria, but uh, what else can you tell us about yourself? Um, well, besides collecting comics, um, mm -hmm. I love poems and short stories. Mm -hmm. I um, collect dolls, um, mostly superhero themed dolls. I I love to collect those. Wait, we call um, those we call those boys call those action figures. Action figures, even though it's Barbie dressed up as Supergirl oh. and Wonder Woman. Oh, so, hey, what do you think of that, that this controversy? Maybe you're aware of this, where um, uh, the Black Canary Barbie doll, where everyone was calling her the, uh, oh, what were they calling her, the S&M Bondage Barbie doll, and everyone was like, how can somebody put out a Barbie doll like that? Do you have the Black Canary Barbie doll? I do have the Black Canary Barbie doll. Yes, she was a gift for my best friend. <laughs> oh, cool. What do you think of that controversy? Are people just blowing it out of proportion, or, or what's the deal there? I, I really think they are blowing it out of proportion, and I've been collecting Barbies pretty much all my life. And once in a while, a doll comes along where pe it's controversial. 
people think it's a stripper or a hooker or <laughs> S&M. And I, what I find that a lot of the people who are making those complaints are parents who don't understand the doll. People who complain about the Black Canary doll don't understand that this this isn't a generic Barbie. She's based on a comic book character. Right. And, you know, it, it's, it's not Barbie. She's Black Canary, and this is what Black Canary looks like. And if they read the comic... They'll know that she's certainly not a stripper. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll we'll talk more about uh, people reading or not reading comics uh, later and throughout the day. But you're also in your daytime when you're not writing for major spoilers and when you're not running around in in costume at, at conventions. You're also a teacher. What do, what do you teach? Tell us about that. Um, I teach phonics to um, kindergarten kids and pre-K kids, and um, basically, you know, reading, helping them with their you know vowels and. Um, I, I really enjoy it. It's it's really gratifying to, to sit there and work with a child and see how they progress mm-hmm. and um, and to teach them, you know, just just how to how to read and you know, <laughs> I really love it. Cool. Well, the other thing that I guess I don't know, I don't know why it should be surprising, but a lot of people when uh, when they first see you or probably first meet you, uh, they're like, well, how did she get into comics? Because you know, there's not a lot of women who read comics, um, and certainly there are not of, you know, guys have seen your picture. You're a very attractive woman. Uh, a lot of people probably bring up that question, and do they do they look at you and go, well, why are you reading comic books? <laughs> they do. They do. And um, the, the story is kind of funny. Um, I initially got into comics when I was nine years old, and that was around the time. And that was like, first... what, five years ago or something like that? <laughs> I'm not older than I look. <laughs> um, yeah, when I was nine years old, I got into comics because that was around the time that the Tim Burton Batman movie came oh, out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to see it because the movie was pretty violent. So instead, my parents rented me the Adam West movie. Oh, joy. And I, I saw that and um, I liked it. And then a classmate had brought in the comic book adaptation of the Batman film, the Tim Burton version. Mm -hmm. And that was the very first comic book that I ever read. And pretty much after I read that, I was hooked. By the time the film was released on VHS, if you remember those. um, (laughs) I'm I'm a little bit old, too. So, uh, yes, I quite remember those. (laughs) By that point, my parents had given in, and they let me see the movie. And... um, it's all because of the Tim Burton Batman movies that I got into comics. I was hooked until then. After that, I got into um, Superman, X-Men, Wonder Woman, and have been following comics pretty much all my life ever since. So then were your parents, after you watched the Batman movie, were you like, Mom, Dad, I, I want to go buy comic books? Or did it take you a while to find a comic book store? Or were you relying on uh, other kids in your class to, to feed you comics? Um, at first I was relying on other kids in my class. My one friend would give me, um, her brother's old Batman comics that he didn't want anymore. Wow. So I was reading those, and then, um, then I did find some shops near me, and my mom started to take me, pretty much on a weekly basis. Oh, that's cool. So what do you read yeah. today? What, what are some of the titles that you enjoy reading? Um, today I read, I read a lot of Venice book titles. Um, I'm in love with the Wonderland series, um, mm-hmm. the Grim Fairy Tales. Um, I read the Tiny Titans and, um, those are the only series that I'm, I'm really following right now. I'm trying to get into more. I'm really interested in the Blackest Night series. That's, 
that's coming out. What's and, What's um, fascinating about that? Um, everybody's just talking about it, and um, I did attend the DC panel. I was a little Philly this year. Um, Bob Wayne was there, um, and Dan was there, the vice president of DC, and. Mm-hmm. It, it just seems really interesting, and it is something that I, I want to get into. Well, and I guess the other thing that's kind of interesting is you're talking about, you're reading a lot of Zenoscope books, and I know you've heard the podcast, and Rodrigo is like, it's it's essentially pornography for 14-year-old boys because of all the, <laughs> the cheesecake art and everything that's in there. What what draws you into the Zenoscope titles, the Alice in Wonderland series, the Grim Fairy Tales, and so on? Um. It's the writing. I think the writing is really well done. Um, I think it's it's really unique and different from anything else that's out on the bookshelves right now. And, um, I mean, with the Wonderland series, we've all seen different interpretations of Wonderland. Mm-hmm. I think Scope really made it its own, you know, making it about Alice's daughter. Right. Um, the central character and everything that she's experiencing through it and... It's really original, and um, it's just really entertaining, and I really like it. And with the Grim Fairy Tales, I I love how there's an important message at the end yeah. of the comic. And that's that's kind of what struck me when I first started reading that with the first issue uh, when it came out mm-hmm. was, hey, here are these moral tales told in a way that is probably supposed to attract you know the target audience and, and get people maybe to uh, pay a little bit closer attention to what's going on. Right, right. They're doing it in a modern way, and that makes you relate to it all the more. Well, and what do you think of, again, what do you think of the art in here? And again, as I mentioned, it's as uh, some of the other people would say that, you know, they're just going after the cheesecake, the the scantily clad women to attract boys and everything into the title. You know, that kind of brings up an, an issue or an idea of women's portrayal in comic books. Do you have any kind of thoughts on that? I mean, you've been reading comic books for, for a long time. Nine years at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think it's 50-50 how, how women are portrayed in comics. You have the cheesecake stuff, and then you have characters like Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. who are iconic and respected and someone that you can look up to. Well, um, I, go ahead. No, <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, um, I was just going to say... I think it's up to the individual reader whether you're offended by something or not. Mm-hmm. My personal philosophy is, if, well, if you're offended by something, then don't read it. True. Good, good, good rule of thumb to, to live by. I know I've said that many a time to people. Uh, do you have any, like, particular artists? I mean, when we talk about women in comics, I mean, we can talk about how they're portrayed and the un- unrealistic portrayal of both men and women in comics, and we've talked about that before. I just find it fascinating that... Uh, for me, I really like what Amanda Connor is doing with Power Girl. I think she does, you know, she does some very, you know, good girlish type art, but it's done in such a way that it's just like, wow, this is this is really really good. And then you look at something from again, Adam Hughes does a, does a great job of that. But then sometimes you look at other people and you're just thinking they're just doing it for the the titillation factor. Do you have any some favorite yeah. artists that you like or maybe that you don't like and how they, they draw women in comics? Um, I can't think of anybody I don't like because if I don't like it, then I don't pay attention to it. Right. <laughs> um, people that I do like, um, 
Michael Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved his work. I thought it was. I thought his. I think his art is just completely gorgeous. It's so sad that he passed away. Right. Um, I'm a big fan of Jim Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Tan. I like Billy Tucci's work and um, Bruce Tim. And mm. Ian Churchill is really good too. Cool. And um, J. Scott Campbell. I love his art. Oh yeah, I'm gorgeous. a big fan of his. Uh, going way back to uh, Danger Girl. Um, but what about the portrayal of women as characters in comic books? Certainly with uh, Grim Fairy Tales, you've got the, um, the, 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 the central storyteller who's a strong female character. Can you talk a, a little bit about what you think of her in, in, that, uh, in that series? Are you talking about uh, Sheila Mathers? Yes. Yes. Um, I, I love the character. Um, she she is a you know a beautiful sexy woman, but she's also portrayed as a very independent woman mm-hmm. and a very intelligent woman. Um, she's not somebody off the street. She's actually a professor, um, and she she I don't know how to explain this. She does really extraordinary things, mm-hmm. but she's also very human and she's not perfect. And she also has her flaws as well. And I think that makes her relatable. How did you? You know, just going on to that series for a while, you know, she was in the story, she was in the series, I don't know, for like 20 issues or so. And then all of a sudden, Belinda, you know, she got trapped in in uh, in ice and Belinda took over and kind of did just the opposite of everything that she was doing. Um, mm-hmm. Did that did that bother you at all when they when they essentially replaced her with the Belinda character? It didn't bother me. I thought it was a really good change of pace and it was different. Mm-hmm. And I actually... Mm-hmm kind of liked what Belinda was doing. She was sort of lashing out at the world and punishing people that she thought had did wrong. Um, you know, certainly we've all had our dark moments and we all have our inner demons. And I'm sure that at one point or another, we want to lash out at the world. So I kind of saw her as that. So it, it really didn't bother me. I thought she was interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for her that much because she's essentially the evil version. Well, what do you th- what do you think is going to happen next in in that series? Just kind of thinking I ahead, because no it's kind of built up, <laughs> especially in this last issue, where Sela uh, uh, has essentially said, "You know, I know that you're a bad person, and we're going to essentially not come to blows, but something's going to happen between those two." And I'm looking forward to uh, to that yeah. to that showdown, that confrontation. Yeah, I know. I know there is going to be another smackdown. I had um, I had spoken to the vice president of Zenoscope, Rob Tedesco, for an interview, and he said that we can expect to see a round two smackdown between Belinda and Sheila. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea. Do, do <laughs> I am looking forward to it, though. Do you think generally, and again, you know, uh, goes back to your experience in reading, and maybe you've just, you know, not read the the things that don't agree with you. Do you think generally that women are portrayed fairly in comics or not fairly in comics? Again, I think I think that can go fifty fifty. Um, I mean, women women in comics are portrayed in so many different ways. You have you know the damsels in distress. You have the strong women. You have the evil women. It's really, it's really hard to say. It, it depends on who you're reading and who you're looking at. Well, I guess uh, the thing that always comes up to me every time I, I start thinking about how women are portrayed in comics is uh, Gail Simone's uh, statement about women in refrigerators, where essentially 
Kyle Rayner's girlfriend was essentially chopped up and killed and shoved into a refrigerator, and that's where she kind of sat. And it wasn't really a, a nice treatment of particular characters. We've seen uh, Victor Von Doom, and I forget who the character was that he's smacking around and saying, you know, get kneel before me, cow, and all of these kinds of things that, you know, it just seems that uh, it is a male-dominated market, but it just seems like it's almost pushing it a little bit uh, far to some people's likings. No, no thoughts? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, I, I don't like to see women demeaned like that. Right. Um, it, it, it depends on the writer. I mean, yeah. stuff like that can get offensive. You, yeah. I mean, you, you don't want, you don't really want to see stuff like that. Yeah, sure. Um, all right. So we'll maybe we'll just kind of switch gears just a little bit. Um, who are then? You said you started reading Batman for a long time. Uh, you said you're reading the Xenoscope books, Tiny Titans. Do you have any particular favorite characters that you like the most? I like the most. Um, Batman is a favorite character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I've always liked Wonder Woman as well. You know, I, I grew up watching the Linda Carter television series. And um, ever since I was little, I always had some sort of Wonder Woman merchandise, whether it was pajamas or an action figure or a lunchbox. Um, she, she's one of my favorite characters. Um, I enjoy the Joker. I think he's incredibly interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, Harley Quinn, I like a lot, too. Really? Wow. Uh, did I see on your website, well, we're going to give your website a- address out here in a minute. Are you also a big Black Adam fan? I am. I love the character. Why? I, I love the character. Why is that? Um, I think I, I really wasn't particularly happy with the 52 series that came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did feel that the Black Adam storyline was one of the better parts of the 52 series. And, um, then the miniseries that came after it, the dark ages, I thought was, was really great too. I just think he's, he's interesting and really conflicted mm-hmm. and it was really interesting in 52 to, to see him change because of a love of a woman because he fell in love with Isis. Right. And as soon as as soon as um she was taken away and her brother was taken away, as soon as they took his family from him, he just he snapped. Mm-hmm. And he you know, he went on a murderous rampage and I really couldn't blame him for that. I mean it was wrong what he did, but it was just really sad to see him finally at peace and at a happy place and then Someone exploited it and took away his happiness. Yeah, yeah. I thought what, that was really interesting. What What didn't you care about the Fifty Two series? Um, I can't remember because it's been a long time since I read it. <laughs> I, I guess it just didn't live up to my expectations. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Um, and then as we, I guess what's interesting is that you're not only a girl who likes to read comics. You're also someone who likes to dress up as comic book characters. Right. (laughs) And so that brings into this whole discussion of cosplay. And when I first posted up on the major spoilers site, the picture of you dressed up as Supergirl, which of, I mean, there's many pictures of you dressed up as Supergirl that people can find on the uh, interwebs. 
Uh, but that one just really struck me. It's just like, wow, that's a, I, I don't know if that was a costume that you had made, uh, but it's just a combo of, of, I think, the lighting and your costume uh, and the pose and everything. I was just like, wow, this is a really great picture. And I put it up there and people are like, uh, you know, the title of the piece was Guess Who's Coming to Major Spoilers? And people said, uh, Stephen, did you hire a cosplay person? And sure enough, you're a cosplay person. How, right. <laughs> how did you get how did you get into this area of uh of pop culture? Um, I got into cosplay through my boyfriend. Um he had found some really beautiful photos on the web of cosplayers mm-hmm. um in Japan mm-hmm. and he had shown me them and I thought, Wow, this is this is really interesting and um it, it was a girl who dressed up as the character Riku from the video game Final Fantasy X. Right. And um, he showed it to me, and, and she did a really good job putting the costume together, and I was really blown away. So I started looking into it and finding more information about it, and I was like, you know, this really looks like a lot of fun, not just putting the outfit together, but the photography aspect of it as well, mm-hmm. and trying to portray this character as accurate as possible. So... um so I picked a character. Um, the first character I decided to cosplay was um, Aerith Gainsborough from the video game Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. And I put that together, took some pictures, and it was a lot of fun, and I've been doing it ever since. How are you someone, and again, I guess it depends on what level of cosplay you're into, but some people will just go online and buy a costume and dress up, and that's their version of cosplay. Other people spend... And some of these costumes that we've seen come out of the San Diego Comic-Con and the ones that that, uh, happen in Japan all the time, people have to be spending hundreds of dollars on some of these costumes that they're making themselves. Are you a person that looks for off-the-rack kind of stuff that you can kind of warp into a costume? Or are you somebody that knows how to sew and and makes your own uh, costume? I don't make my own costumes. My Sewing ability is very limited. Um, I do make alterations to costume. I'll remove like buttons or bows and replace it with something else, or I'll dye fabric. Mm-hmm. Um, but but usually it, it depends. Um, the Eric Gainsborough costume I had custom made for me um, oh, okay. from China. Oh, cool. Um, that that was made for me, and things like the Supergirl costume, um, the the top and the skirt and the belt. That's an official DC outfit. Okay. And I had to buy the boots separately. And those are also official boots, but they didn't come with a costume. Mm. And then the wig came from a professional wig shop. So sometimes it's a matter of just buying things separately, putting it together to make it look as good as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Cowie ca- costume from the Zenoscope series, um, that's pretty much a French-made dress. And then I added the striped socks and the ribbon and um, and the shoes to make it look like the character in the comics. Now, as someone who is is a teacher, do you do your students' parents know about these things, or are they? Do you, does the school ever say, "Hey, uh, maybe tone it down a little bit" or anything like that? Um, no, <laughs> um, my coworkers are aware because you know we're all Facebook friends. But right. um, one coworkers thinks it's pretty cool. Well, that's cool. Um, another one thinks. Interesting. So no, nobody has any problem with it. Well, that's certainly good. Um, what's the what's the what's your favorite costume that you've ever done? Oh, geez, um, it, it's really hard to pick just one. Um, it would have to be between Supergirl and the Cowie costume. Mm-hmm. I would probably pick Supergirl costume. I just 
I really love how it all came together, and I love how the photographs came out, and the fan reaction has been has been really great. The, there's been a lot of positive feedback on that, and not just from you know comic fans, but hardcore Supergirl fans who right. really love. That means a lot coming from them. So you do get a lot of feedback as you're going through the conventions and and. Uh... You know, do you only dress up when you go to conventions, or do you do you dress up other times? Um, I do events at a, at a at a comic shop called Brave New Worlds, and oh, yeah, um, I did that. an event for them for their grand opening, and I dressed up as Supergirl for that. Um, but other than that, it's usually conventions or whenever I do a photo shoot and you know go on locations and take photos. Okay. Uh, what what? Beyond just the positive comments, do you ever get negative comments when you're at, at conventions? Or, you know, have you ever had people say, oh, that costume really isn't right, or you didn't do this right, or anything like that? Um, I've never had anybody say anything to my face or at a, con- at a convention. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a few comments online, and in all honesty, it, it wasn't about the costume. Unfortunately, it, they were racist comments. Hmm. Um, yeah, it, which, which is not cool. No, certainly <laughs> it's not. It's not cool. And it, I mean, I would understand if someone said, you know, the outfit isn't accurate or, you know, this is wrong or that is wrong. But when someone is pointing out the color of my skin, yeah, that's well, that, just not cool. <laughs> well, that's, that's odd because, you know, the whole idea behind, you know, costume play is you're playing and it shouldn't matter color of the skin, it, you know, you should be having fun doing it. And, and certainly with, uh, you know, we've got the Major Spoilers costume contest coming up again this year. And we've got people of all shapes, sizes, races, and colors uh, entering yeah. the contest. And, I, and I, think that's, I think that's wonderful that people get so into a particular character that they'll do whatever it takes to dress up uh, in that way. Yeah, it's a shame that people still think like that. And it's even more ridiculous that people are trying to tell you you can't do something because of the color of your skin. Yeah, that is pretty silly. Yeah, that's just the dumbest thing <laughs> But <ever>. you've been, <laughs> so you've done like uh, magazine shoots, you've been on television, you've been all sorts of stuff with, with your cosplay? I mean, yeah, you're, I mean you're, you're well known. I mean, people who, again, if you want to know what uh, what Victoria looks like, Go back or go up to the Xenoscope.com website and look at their Xenoscope uh, Girls of the Month, and you'll see her as the very first one. And it's it's a you know it's a great setup. Thank you. <laughs> and and if that if you don't want to go up to Xenoscope, uh, your website is Cosplay Girl. No, Cosplay is it CosplayGirl.webs.com, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. We've got a link up to it on the site. You'll see a you'll see a button show up here in a couple of days uh, that will take you directly to her site, and you can see some other stuff. You know, I've you've you've dressed up as Laura Croft. You've done um, obviously Supergirl. Mm-hmm. The one that uh, that strikes me, I don't know. It's it seems like you're you're taking a bit of the uh, Supergirl costume, the wig, and and kind of doing a Sue Storm. Uh, right, right. <laughs> invisible woman kind of thing, which, you know, I would have, for that one, I would have just taken a picture of nothing there and said, see, I'm the invisible woman. <laughs> That's clever. <laughs> uh, you, do you get, I mean, and I'm looking at your face and, and looking at, at some of these costumes that you're in, surely people come up to you and say, oh, you look a lot like 
Angelina Jolie or you look a lot like uh, uh, Jessica Alba. Do you get a lot of that when you go to shows? I get that all the time. <laughs> I mean, to the point where like people will stop me in a grocery store and be like, you look like Jessica Alba, which is very flattering and, and it's very nice. I, I admire both those women, particularly Angelina. So it's always nice to hear. Do you uh, do you ever get, I don't want to say attacked, but do you ever get uh, uh, guys coming up and hitting on you all the time at, at shows or, or uh, when you're in costume at, at these events and, and uh, coming out with outlandish lines to try to pick you up? I do. Um, when I was dressed up as Supergirl, um, quite a few people asked me if I would take them away with me to my Fortress of Solitude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and when I was dressed as Callie, the Zenoscope character, um, people were like, oh, so you're a French maid. You know, will you come clean my house? You know, oh, I hear some pretty lame pickup lines, but I mean, Have they're there... nice. Wait, maybe maybe I should ask, have there been any really good pickup lines? Maybe some of our guys can, uh, or our listeners can use them in the future. Not on you, because you've got a boyfriend, but on some other uh, person attending the show. I actually, I don't think I've heard a good pickup ah, line. Did you hear that, guys? I mean, There's no such thing as a good pickup line. <laughs> I mean, I, I think as long as you're not trying too hard. I mean, when people say, you know, they think that I, that I look nice or that I put the costumes together really well, that's also, that's really nice to hear. What about, uh, what about the young kids at, at cons? I think I saw something funny that you had posted uh, about, um, about your Cali costume at a recent convention with a young, I don't know, he must have been <laughs> like six years old, eight years old, something like that. Um, there was a two-year-old boy um, in line behind me um, Saturday at the Wizard of Philly convention, and um, he was running around, and he kept popping out saying, you know, I see you, and, and playing <laughs> peekaboo with me. Yeah. He was so cute, and um, his dad was like, oh, he has a crush on you. Will you take a picture with him? So I said, sure. So his father snaps the shot, and he looks at it. He goes, okay. I have to be honest, he was staring at your cleavage, <laughs> <laughs> staring down your dress, <laughs> and I just... I, I think it was so funny. <laughs> but the, how, kids, the kids are very sweet. Yeah. When you go to conventions, do you, or I guess I should, do you go to a lot of conventions? Um, not as many as I would like to because, of, you know, where I live, it's, it's, it's hard to get to. There's not many conventions in Philadelphia aside from Wizard World Philly. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to attend the New York Comic Con this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will be going do the Big Apple Con in October. That's a definite. So when you go to these conventions, do you always go in costume or do you just go as Victoria, you know, I'm just going to wear pants and a t-shirt? Um, usually I, I do it 50-50. I, I go to these events dressed in normal clothes and I bring all my cosplay gear in a bag and then I change in the bathroom, wear it for as long as I want to and then, you know, when I'm tired or I don't feel like for, you know, I don't feel like posing for any more pictures. I'll go and I'll change and just be normal. Is there a big, is there a huge difference in enjoying the show when you're in costume and out of costume? Um, there, there is a big difference. When you're in costume, there's a lot more attention drawn to you. Um, you know, people, more people want to talk to you, more people want to photograph you. Um, and, and you get a lot of media attention as well. Um, when you're normal, you you have the opportunity to relax and just enjoy yourself. And not that people are bothered, but just just to you know shop, have fun, 
and have, you know, a more peaceful experience. So what are some tips, I guess, if, if people are wanting to get into cosplay, what are some suggestions that you can give to, to these kind of people? Um, I would say, you know, if you're having trouble choosing a character, choose a character that you really do love and enjoy. Um, there's, there's really no point in dressing up as someone you know nothing about. Um, I don't see the point in that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you want to do this because, you know, it's fun and you, you want to honor a character that you love. Um, also keep in mind um, some, some, somebody who you do resemble because I think, I think the best cosplays are the people who choose someone that they do. There's some physical resemblance. There. All right, I get to go dressed as. Sure, I'm going to go dressed as Herbie then. Excellent. <laughs> Herbie, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that. Be sure to right. take some photos. Yeah, right. <laughs> not in your but, um, life. <laughs> but if you're not sure, you know, just um, just conduct. Just conduct a test, do a makeup test, do a hair test, uh, take some photos, and and see see how it comes out. I mean, I, I'm sure at first glance, I don't I look like you know I don't look like I would make a very good Supergirl, but once I found a wig that worked and a costume and everything, you know, it came together pretty well. Cool. Have so you... a lot of it is trial and error. A lot of it is experimentation. What what can people expect when they go to a convention? You obviously said you get a lot more attention, but how much more attention do you get when you go to a show dressed up in, in costume? I mean, do you have a nonstop line of people going, oh, Supergirl, Supergirl, take your picture with me, please? Or, or are people just pretty much like, oh, look, there's a great Supergirl costume here. Can, let me get a quick pick and then move on. You get both, actually. You get people who take quick pictures and move on, or you get groups of people who stop you and literally want to take turns um, with taking photos of you. Um, you get, I mean, you even get people photograph you shopping or just standing there. Right. Do you, do you get tired of it? I mean, so somebody who's obviously a little shy, unless they can use the, the costume as a way to, you know, be somebody else, uh, Somebody who's shy probably may not get as much out of dressing up and going to a convention. You know, it might help them come out of their shell a little bit more. Yeah, I think I've you know I've got a couple of students at the university. Uh, they are not shy about their costume play. <laughs> One of the guys even went so far as to guys, mind you, going so far as dressing up as Sailor Moon. Uh, one year, and and so that was a little. Oh, that was a little surprising when he comes into the department parading around in his in Sailor Moon with a very skimpy, uh, you know, skirt on, and it's just like ah, never in a million years would I want to uh, go to a, a convention, let alone walking around on campus uh, dressed up like that. So, I guess it more it, power to him. Well, that's 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 right, and he uh, certainly had a lot of costumes that he went through uh, in those couple of years that he was at the university. Wow. Have you done uh, contests? Because I know that there are, are magazines like Wizard has have their annual contest. Certainly Major Spoilers has has its contest. Have you done any uh, contests to, to see where you kind of rate with other people that, that cosplay? Well, um, I entered the Zenoscope Girl of the Month contest, and mm-hmm. I won the January title. Um, I did enter a a Tomb Raider contest um, through PlayStation Magazine as well. But I was printed in the magazine, but I didn't win that one. Nah, that, that, was a, that was a rigged. That was rigged. That was rigged. 
Well, I think it was rigged. And I'm not just <laughs> saying that because I didn't win, but because no winner was ever announced. Ah. And when I emailed them, I got three different answers. Ah. So, and the I remember the prize. It was a life-size Lara Croft statue. Oh, you know so what? Those are those are actually those are actually very cool statues. I almost purchased one of those a few years ago. Oh wow! Those yeah, are they're really cool. Yeah. So what what costumes are you looking forward to in the future? What 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 are you going to look for next? What are you going to build next? Well, I don't want to reveal my costume for the Big Apple Con because that's going to be a surprise, <laughs> and I want to debut that there. But um, some of the characters that I'm looking at are Zatanna. Uh-huh. Oh, that'd be very I really good. Like, yeah, I really like Harley Quinn's new look in the Arkham Asylum video game. Um, I love that outfit. I think it's really cool. Donna Troy, I'm mm-hmm. looking at. And um, possibly Wonder Woman. Everybody keeps requesting Wonder Woman, so I, I might do that just for the fans. But you said, isn't she one of your favorite characters? I would have figured that that would have been one of the early ones that you would have done. She is, but she's an Amazon, so she's like six feet tall. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. So, <laughs> I think I, I might do better as Donna Troy rather than rather than Wonder Woman. <laughs> that would be, um, yeah, that would be pretty funny. No, I mean, not funny, haha. Look at that short person walking around as as Wonder Woman, but just humorous <laughs> to say, yeah, okay, that, uh, yeah, that's a good visual right there. <laughs> Exactly. That's my beef with that. I want to do it, but I'd be laughing at myself, in all honesty, if if I did that. So, so we'll see. That that's a very big. That's a very big maybe. So it, let's let's kind of walk through the process of maybe you're thinking if you're going to do a Donna Troy costume, and we're not saying you are, but if you were to do a Donna Troy costume, what do you think about, and how do you go about finding the the outfits, or what kind of outfit would you go for, and that kind of thing? Um, it's. It's all about research. Um, you have to research on the web, you know, pictures, scans from comics, and pretty much find the version that you want to pr- that you want to cosplay. Mm-hmm. And then you take from there. Then you go on the hunt to find the accessories to, um, you know, find everything that you need. You know, in terms of makeup, hair. If you'll need a wig, if you'll need to dye your hair. You know, if you're going to ha- need somebody to make the costume for you. If not, where can you purchase it? It's a lot of research, and it's a lot of money, too. I'm sure. What kind of range do people spend? Do you know? I mean, are you involved in other... I mean, is there a cosplay organization that you're involved in? Uh, there is a community called Cosplay.com, and mm-hmm. I am friends online with um, with a lot of amazing cosplayers, and they spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on their outfits. I wow. mean, I've even heard of people spending up to $1,000 just putting one outfit together. Wow. So if people, yeah. you said that you had your uh, uh, costumes custom made, some of them. Mm-hmm. Did you find that person through the cosplay, what is it, cosplay.org, you said, or cosplay.com? Um, no, I didn't find them through cosplay.com. I found them through um, eBay. Oh, okay. You find a lot of commissioners on eBay that, okay. that are willing to make these costumes for you. Oh, very cool. And so... Um, so that's quite a bit of money, and and uh, things are going well. So it, again, going back to the to the Donna Troy, have you come up with a, a look, a, a particular design that you're liking, or? Um, I really like her current outfit that she's sporting right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were to to go with the Donna Troy cosplay, it would it would be what she's wearing currently in the comics. Okay, but you don't go back and 
Or have you ever considered, I know if Matthew were here right now, he'd say, uh, might I suggest uh, uh, Apparition or Phantom Girl from the 1970s? Uh, would do, would you, <laughs> do you go back that far and would you go back that far and look at a costume like that and say, yeah, that would work or, you know, not work or anything like that? Probably not. I, I really like to stay current with everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't think I would go that far back. I think the furthest back I would go is, is probably Rogue's look from like the nineties X Men cartoon series. Ah, okay. All right, cool. And so you're probably you're more into wigs than dyeing your hair is my guess. Um Wigs are better. Um, I did dye my hair for the Cali Zenoscope outfit. My hair is actually dark brown, and I dyed it black for that. Oh, okay. Um, but but yeah, um, sometimes wigs wigs are just so much easier. You don't have to worry about styling your hair or anything like that. Just put the wig on and go. Very very cool. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about? Because we've got, you know, we could talk for hours, but I know it's late <laughs> where you are at. Yeah, it's about ten here. Um. I can't think of anything right now, but if if you would like to talk about anything else, I'm more than willing. Well, I what do you uh, had we already talked about? I can't remember if we talked about it now or not uh, about what you were. Um, uh, I think I already talked about it, so never mind. Oh, I know. Okay. Uh, we were just uh, talking before the show. We were talking about Green Lantern, the Green Lantern movie, and this latest news. Mm-hmm. Now, this morning on the site, uh, the big news was that uh, Justin Timberlake was possibly being considered for the part of Hal Jordan alongside uh, Bradley Cooper uh, and Ryan Reynolds. And Mm -hmm. then at the end of the day today, Variety started reporting that Ryan Reynolds had indeed been hired as Green Lantern, and I kind of wanted to get some reactions from you on that. I think Ryan Reynolds is a really good choice, especially after the Wolverine Origins movie, his portrayal of Deadpool. I mean, he was really great. People really liked him. Um, I think he's a great actor. He's definitely a better choice than Justin Timberlake. So I'm just relieved that Justin didn't get the part of Green Lantern. When you look at these costumes on screen and someone who does cosplay, when you look at the Superman Returns or the Batman, Dark Knight, any of these costumes, do you kind of sit back and evaluate it and go, ah, they didn't do such a good job or they did do a good job on this or... I, I do. I always notice, you know, the, the changes they made, you know, from, you know, the comics to the movie. And it's funny that you mentioned Superman Returns because I'm actually watching that right now. Oh, I see. <laughs> um, but I, I think at this point you come to expect that they're going to change the look of the costume for mm-hmm. film. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work. Do you know of a, can you give an example of a time where you think it doesn't work on, on screen or on uh, television? Uh, trying to think. I I did like Jennifer Gardner's outfit in the first Daredevil movie, mm-hmm. but the fact that it was black and not red really kind of threw it off. Um, it just wasn't Elektra. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they gave her the outfit in this in in her own movie, but that movie was horrible. So it really didn't count. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then things like the Halle Berry Catwoman movie. I mean, I don't know what they were thinking designing that outfit. Yeah. Well, I, I know what I, I was just, thinking when I saw the outfit, but that's something else. Um, yeah, you can yourself. <laughs> <laughs> when when we look at when we look at you know who Victoria is and what she's going to be doing on the site, you know, obviously you're going to be 
writing reviews for us. Uh, we're going to have you back on the, on the show occasionally to talk about things. Um, what else are you interested in besides, you know, we've talked cosplay and we talk comics. What are some other things that you enjoy doing? You, you said poetry and collecting dolls. Were there some other things on that list? Um, I love to bake and I like to write short stories as well. Um, I'm a major bookworm. You know, I'm really happy just sitting in my apartment, reading a book. Excellent. Those are, those are the extent of my hobbies. I'm, I'm pretty boring. <laughs> uh, I tell you, the cosplay thing just fascinates me to no end. I just, <laughs> I mean, it's not just because it's you doing cosplay, but just everybody that does it. I just am so fascinated by uh, the time that people take to put into that and, and getting dressed up and, and, you know, some of the detail that people are going into to really make their costume shine. The ones that um, jump out to me, there was one a couple of years ago at the San Diego Comic-Con of uh, Ted Cord Blue Beetle, and the guy had the right build, and he had just the right costume, and it was just a fantastic costume all around. And mm-hmm. uh, I compare that with what we had last year uh, for the uh, Major Spoilers costume contest, and there's an awesome Bizarro costume that just is my favorite, but, you know, obviously that that's the one that... Uh, um, and a two-faced costume that people just go up and down all about it. Just it, it amazes me at what people do uh, to get into character. Yeah, it's 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 it is amazing how far these people will go. <laughs> well, Victoria is That's going to be Victoria is going to be writing for us uh, right now, at least weekly, until we can get a few more comics into her hands. She might also be doing some other writing as well, maybe some cosplay stuff, maybe doing some interviews for Major Spoilers. So you will have to, uh, listeners, keep coming back to the site at Majorspoilers.com for that. Victoria, it has been so nice to talk to you on the phone, voice to voice. Uh, You and I have been (laughs) exchanging emails all week back and forth. Uh, So it's just been a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. It was a pleasure to talk to you, too. And uh, we will talk again in the future. And listeners... If you have any questions or comments, all you have to do is drop us an email at podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Please visit the website. Again, reading more of Victoria's reviews as they come out in the future, as well as all of the reviews, including more gaming stuff from Rodrigo. I know a lot of you were really getting into uh, what he was doing these last couple of weeks where he's taking the um, uh, comic book characters and turning them into Dungeons and Dragon characters and telling you how to set all that up. Uh, we'll talk more about that, I'm sure, in the upcoming episodes. So until then, remember... We know that you love comics, and we do too, and we will talk with you then. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com, and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash Majorspoilers, and on MySpace at myspace.com slash Majorspoilers. Fat the X-ray vision of a Superman I could save a few bucks and stand around And read through the covers of the comics on the stand But although every other page would be backwards I suppose I could still read the evens and the odds Well I don't know Guess I haven't thought this all the way through Plus as soon as the comic book store guy knew He kicked my butt out on the corner What a major spoiler What a major spoiler 
like I found a better way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such a chance? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Start raving rich like a man of iron. I might not be surprised to find that I might actually have the hard cold to follow an entire storyline. Would I really even need to read upon all those escapades? I mean, who needs such distractions when your sister's such a babe? But the downside is such a beast. Being shot up in a fine be in the Middle East with a King Santo and soldier. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler, wow, 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 what a major spoiler. Major Spoilers Podcast, copyright 2009.